0: And now, coming to you from over 65 million years ago, all the way from the Badlands of Montana to the far reaches of Mongolia, follow him on Dino Dave Paleo Adventures on Facebook or YouTube, welcome to Hell Creek and back with Dino Dave Fuquay. Welcome to another episode of The Hell Creek and back with Dino Dave on KGRT, Treasure State Radio. The first 14 years of my life was spent in a house exactly kitty-corner from the Dawson County High School. Most houses in small Montana towns of less than 10,000 are pretty peaceful, but not my house. The early 80s were definitely an oil boom, laden fast times at Dawson High, my Glendive hometown, and I loved it. Our alleyway was always filled with rebel smokers, or if I was real lucky, an occasional fight. Or every morning, the school kids would scramble for a parking spot with their personalized plates and their wannabe Burt Reynolds smoking the bandit Trans Ams. Sometimes, when they walked by, I'd press my face against the screen door. I'd make sure my nose was pressed hard enough that it flattened like Porky Pig. It drew a laugh every time. There were constant squeal-outs and burnt rubber. I never understood the purpose of that. But in the early 80s, on my home street corner, it happened at least once an hour, especially on a Friday night. These were times when our Facebook was the Safeway parking lot, our local grocery store. And instead of Snapchat, teenagers dragged Maine. As an 11-year-old 5th grader in small-town America, every day to me was a Disneyland. My mom didn't exactly have to worry where I was at, but wherever I was at, I was always seeking adventure or excitement with my older 6th grader friends, Cody and Mark. Cody was a big kid who eventually played center for the Wyoming Cowboys football team. I was a runt for my age and already a year younger than Cody, so having a couple 6th graders for friends really came in handy when you had a smart mouth like I did. Instead of video games, we had to think of things to do. We'd pack our backpacks with a lunch and walk the local creek as far as it would go just for an adventure. We'd form a dirt bike gang. I'd drive around all tough-like with my Star Wars banana seat bike, looking for perhaps a garden that we could steal carrots from. Carrots. We actually thought stealing carrots was cool. Mom would never get us to eat carrots, but if we stole them, somehow that was the difference to make me want to eat carrots. At night, we played play games like Kick the Can or Midnight Ghost. Midnight Ghost was my favorite. That's when two kids were chosen as ghosts and they'd go hide. The rest of the kids would then start wandering around and try not to get caught by the ghost, who usually came from an unsuspecting hiding place. Once they got caught, they were the ghosts and so on until there was only one person left. This game was much better than Fortnite we just use our neighbors' yards like it was our own. Nobody cared. I remember the neighbors came home late on a Friday night once while we were playing Midnight Ghost. I was the ghost, so I had to hide in the bushes in their driveway. And just as I hid, a moment later, their car came and drove and parked right next to me. I tried to remain motionless, but I failed. I scared my neighbors half to death in their own driveway. After they reco- recovered, they just laughed. They small-town neighbors in the 80s, They don't kick kids out of the yards back then. Well, one night we were looking for something a little more to do than Midnight Ghost. Cody came to me and said, hey, let's play Junket. Junket, I asked, what was that? Cody explained to me, as he did a lot of things, I was the naive one in the world. And most of the things I learned about the world that a naive person would know or that needs to know came from Cody. But anyway, Cody explained to me that his older brother used to play it. And you would yell the words junk it as in junk the vehicle, and one of these smoking the bandit transams high school kids will get out and chase you. Sounds like fun, but what happens if they catch you? I asked, and Cody replied, Well, I heard the stories that they just beat the crap out of you. Well sounds great, let's do it. We made our way to my busy street corner with an escape route planned. But at first we stayed close to home. We waited for the perfect car to drive by. Usually some type of hot rod with the windows down and the music blaring. Air conditioning wasn't the most common thing for cars back then. Plus, the kids liked to show off the stereo, so most windows were down. We were a bit shy at first. We didn't dare get too close to the street. We stayed by my steps. Suddenly, we heard Queens, we will rock you a half a block away. Oh yeah, this guy will be perfect. As the hot rod car came to my stop sign, we all chickened out. Do it, Cody urged. By the way, as part of my punishment for being the runt of the gang, it was always me that had to be the guinea pig for all the various mischief we would get in. Well, as it started to pull away, only then did I get the courage. Junk it! I'm sure a fifth grade voice wasn't very intimidating, but sure enough, he slammed on his brakes. We all giggled and ran inside the house holy crap, Cody said. It works. They get really mad at that. We then started to get braver. Cody just stayed by the steps, but I got closer and closer to the street as a new victim to my insult would drive up. Now it was Joan Jett. I love rock and roll. Blasting. Classic. And the closer to the street I got, the faster my heart would beat and the bigger the rush. The goal was to actually get a high schooler to get out and chase you but not actually catch you, all for the thrill of it. As the night progressed, I got braver and braver, partly to show off to my older friends and partly for the rush. This time, the suspect could see me coming, and it was perfect. A 1981 Pontiac Firebird. Billy Squire's The Stroke Was Blasting. Up until this point, I was only getting a few cuss words and maybe some tires squealing, but nobody was actually going to chase me like Cody's story said. This time with my friends watching, I stood a foot onto the street and the firebird rolled up next to her stop sign. I said the magic words, junk it, in my baddest fifth grade punk voice. The teenager gave me a scowl and the door opened. No way, he's getting out. He's going to beat the heck out of me. My eyes got big and I took off towards the house. Run, run, I told everyone. I severely underestimated how fast this teenager is. Cody went for our Dodge van and I tried to follow, but his big butt took too long to get in. The teenager grabbed me by the pants, jerked me away as Cody slammed and locked the van door. I've been caught. I was a dead man. I had no idea what was going to happen to me. I I envisioned hospitalization. Cody was a good storyteller, and from what he told me of things that they do, high school kids did to sixth graders, I was really in for it. What turned out is I got the worst noogie ever. And if you don't know what a noogie is, you don't have a big brother in the 80s. And thus ended that night, our newfound game of junket. Now, what if instead of sixth graders, we were gazelles and the high schoolers were lions? Have you ever noticed while watching a Discovery Channel a group of gazelles with a pack of lions in the background? The gazelles do not seem to be concerned because they intuitively know the exact distance they need to be to get away safely. I found out that night that being a foot onto the street was one foot too close to the lions. Or another great video is watching a herd of wildebeest at a waterhole. During the African Serengeti droughts, essential life-saving water are shrunk to a few watering holes. That normally would be fine, but those holes are filled with bloodthirsty 16-foot-long Nile crocodiles. What kind of sick world do we live in? The world of wildebeest didn't ask to be wildebeest. They were born that way. Now, in order to survive, they have no choice but to drink from a fountain full of crocodiles. Can you imagine? Every time you visit the water cooler at work, you have to get by Bob and HR. Only that Bob has a sam was a samurai warrior sword on his desk. Well, anyway, these wildebeests have to sneak up to the watering hole and get away at just the right moment. Otherwise, the croc would get them. The wildebeests that stayed too long, they would get eaten up and no longer able to pass those loser genes on to their children. If the wildebeests took were too scared. They would dehydrate and die, and thus no longer able to pass those loser genes onto their children. However, the ones who knew just the right equilibrium, or at least quick enough to hog and jog, sort of speak, they were the ones able to pass on the genes with those same abilities. If I was a wildebeest that night, I would have been eaten by a croc, and my loser genes would have been gone forever, thus benefiting future generations. Now Cody, who always stayed on the steps, would never get close enough to them and actually get them to chase him either. He would have been the beast that dehydrates to death. So there is actually an equilib- equilibrium between the gazelle and the lion or the wildebeest and the croc. And since I am a dinosaur guy, I better say between the triceratops and the t-rex. I learned that night playing junket that I could not stand anywhere in the street. If so, I would surely get eaten. However, if I played from the house steps, that wasn't any fun either. They would never get out. It wasn't worth their time. I learned that the exact distance I needed to get them to chase me and still get away, thus fulfilling our adrenaline rush and and without getting a noogie, was about two feet onto the lawn from the curb. The rest of the sixth grade herd would still hang back to get their thrill but it had to be at least one daredevil. Usually me, the small kid, trying to earn respect. I was the catalyst. The 80s in small-town America were magical. Friday nights after a football game, Main Street were lined with cars like a California freeway. The whole town would recognize your car as easily as your own face. It was exciting to me as a kid. Nowadays, If you were to drive down on a Friday night, it would look like a Virginia City ghost town. Perhaps we don't know the joy of Snapchat, but kids these days, they will never know the joy of a closed business parking lot full of cars on a Friday night. The California freeway we once knew, it's all on our phones now. I'm not saying that one is better or worse, it's just different. But our small town weekends are definitely now subdued. And now that I'm older, I don't mind the slow pace. I actually judge a town by the ability to turn left. I think one time in the last four years, I had to wait longer than 30 seconds to turn left on Main Street in Glendive due to traffic. Can you imagine a Californian listening listening to me get mad because I had to wait longer than 30 seconds? Montana towns are getting that way though. If you've ever lived in Missoula, Montana, try turning left in that town. You can't do it. To get to where you're going, you have to turn right four times. There's a junction in the heart of Missoula they actually call malfunction junction. Those from, those from Missoula know what I'm talking about, and especially those that have seen the changes in the last 30 years. But even still, Missoula has nothing to places like Manila in the Philippines. I've been in Manila. If you've ever been there, it is one severely overcrowded place with absolutely zero traffic laws. Whenever I have to wait longer than 30 seconds to turn left, I think of my time in Manila. Controlled chaos. Somehow, still, they all get to where they're going. The world, its technology, the pace, it's all changing as fast. It feels like we have gone from our small town ghost pace to crazy Manila traffic pace in just 30 years. Controlled chaos. The future may indeed be controlled chaos, but I tell you, I'm along for the ride but just know that i drive through the next 30 years of this chaotic world's traffic in quotes 80s metal would be blasting through my stereo the whole way there may we all avoid those lions and crocodiles you have listened to another episode of the hell creek and back with dino dave on kgrt treasure state radio the snow is gone and it's hiking time and you need to follow me on Dino Dave Adventures on Instagram to see some of the cool stuff that we'll get to this summer. And I also have some good filming planned this year, so follow me on YouTube page, Dino Dave Adventures, and you'll see some of those, or Facebook, and you'll see some new videos that we got aligned for Season 3 of Dino Dave Adventures. Till next time. Find more about Dino Dave at TreasureStateRadio.com You are listening to The Treasure State Radio Network.